Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The uh, let's see, 87 we got here. The Ricky Pearl episode. Ricky Pearl. 87. Travis Kelsey. Eric Probably Decker. Probably more notable. Eric Decker. Less uh, less likable, but more notable. We'll say yeah. that. Yeah, so we got the, uh, whatever you want to call it, Ricky Prohl, Eric Decker, Travis Kelsey episode of Two Drug Brothers on the Podcast, episode 87. And boys and girls, if you're listening, get pumped. Because when you're hearing this, if you're hearing it when we drop the day we drop, it'll be Thursday, August 27th, or anytime after that, we are two weeks away from the kickoff of the NFL season, which is just awesome to say. So we're going to start our NFL content, continue on rolling. We're going to give you two weeks of fantasy football. Two weeks of fantasy football. This week, we're going to talk about quarterbacks, wide receivers, and kickers. Next week, we'll cover um, running backs, tight ends, and defenses. Um, We're also going to sprinkle in a few fun questions and fan questions in each episode. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get started. So just for for, uh, reference, we're going to assume that everything we are talking about is based off a 10-man league and uh, PPR league. So just keep that in in your frame of reference. 10-man league, PPR league for everything we're talking about. We're going to kick it off with some fun questions. So, Travis. Fun. Fun. What's up? Do you – should you name your team before or after the draft? So, I I mean, I personally usually make mine before the draft because especially if you do an in-person draft, you come up, you got your team name. Pretty cool. Uh, I will sometimes change my team name after the draft to like make it about a player that I drafted. Maybe if it's like a good pun that I can think of, but generally I just, I don't even give a fuck. And I just make my team name, whatever I want before the draft. Yeah. I'm always a, I'm a big uh, player pun guy. Like I think like there's only been a handful of teams in my life that I've had in my shit what's probably going on 10 years 10 plus years of playing fantasy football that I haven't had a player pun um so I always usually make mine after the draft and I kind of prefer the player pun names um I think I think they're just more fun that way yeah I I 100% agree if you don't have a funny name you shouldn't play fantasy football or a player pun you shouldn't play fantasy football so with that being said be thinking and also don't pick I nothing makes me more mad than when somebody picks like the most popular name that year like if you have to look your name up and it's like in the top freaking 10 of names from fantasy football teams and you use that and try to yeah. think it's funny I want to punch like, you in the nose like let's stay away from run CMC that's a bit played out um Let's, uh, you know, stay away from Baby Got Dak. Zeke can destroy. I've been that one in years past, but that one's kind of played its, played its number. Hooked on a Thielen, that's, that's way overused. Um, Pimpinate Breezy, that's way overused. Um, here's one I saw that I thought was pretty funny. Um, Country Road, Take Mahomes. Interesting. I like that one a lot. <laughs> I do. And one of our leagues where Mahomes is my keeper this year because my team isn't looking so great. I may have to use that. Here's another Only one. Only because that doesn't sound like it's that popular because I've never heard it. Here's another one. It's a brand. It's a rookie. Fresh Prince of Hilaire. Ooh. Yeah. That's good. So, like, these new ones are okay. But if you're using these old washed up, been around for years players. With Ooh, here's, here's one I haven't heard of yet either. Kittle Big Town. Kittle Big Town. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So, good ones like that that aren't overused. Or if you are if you don't want to be a bitch, why don't you just make one yourself? Yeah, I agree. So, player pun's way to go. Whether you want to name it, you can always rename it after the draft, but we just want to talk about that. <laughs> so, um, don't use an overplayed one. We're, our second fun question, and a lot of this will be a little bit crossover, what we'll talk about next week. 
but we want to talk about maybe even today. Uh, we want to talk about the top five rookies that we think you should draft in 2020. So I got all five of mine listed out um, just to let you know. Let's just go it. back and forth. I have three. I have three receivers and two running backs. Okay, I have four receivers and one running back. Okay, so we probably have some crossover picks here. So I'll oh, know. I'm sure we do. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's jump into it. You're my number one player. Uh, mine is going to be Justin Jefferson, wide receiver from the Vikings. Okay. I think that with the loss of Stephon Diggs, he's going to be a big value add when really the only other option is Adam Thielen. Yeah. So Justin Jefferson's actually my fifth. Um, he is okay. on my list. He's fifth. Um, like you said, someone has to replace Diggs' production. Um, I think a lot of that's going to fall on Thielen. I think I can actually honestly expect um, the rookie tight end or the second-year tight end out of Alabama to have a pretty big year this year too uh, up there in Minnesota. But uh, he's still going to get a, a lot of targets. He's probably going to be the number two wide receiver. His ADP is 134, so you can get him in like you know late 13th, early 14th um, for a solid bench stash at the end of the day. You know, if he doesn't work out after a couple of weeks, fucking ditch him because he's your 13th or 14th round pick, so it doesn't matter. But I think you go. he could be a late steal that could be that could be worth worth checking out. Who's your first? My first is going to be <laughs> CD Lamb. Um, CD Lamb, the rookie out of Dallas. Um, his ADP is 103, so you know, early 11th, late 10th in a 10 man league. Um, this is a player worth grabbing, I think, for some depth. Um, especially, we'll talk more about this later wide receivers on the same team. I'm not really a huge fan of it, but if you have Cooper or Gallup, I think drafting Lamb later in the draft will be a good, a good decision because um, one of those guys goes down, Lamb's going to be the next up and have a lot of production. Okay. I don't have CD Lamb in my top five. Not to say he's going to do bad by any means, but I just didn't have him in there. Um, but I don't mind it. My number two pick is going to be Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, I initially didn't like him Dude. moving into the season right but, so yeah i like that's exactly he's my number three my yeah. third best player rookie and i i thought the same thing but the more i look at it the more i like it well the, he wasn't supposed to be because damian williams was still there but now that he opted out of the season Clyde edwards Hilaire is like all but gonna be their only guy coming out of the backfield i still don't love him like taking over a huge workload with being a rookie, having all the weapons that Kansas City has. But for the running back class, I think that he's going to be the top one to perform this year in my eyes. So he's number two. He would have been my number one, if for, but the only reason why he's not, he's my number three. I don't like his ADP. It's seventh overall. Yeah, seventh. It's, it's horrible. That seems way too – I personally won't, won't draft the kid, but if you want to take a, take a flyer – on an offense that's going to be super productive in 2020. Um, Hilaire's not going to be a bad pick. For me, I don't think that he is like a, a first-round guy. I would honestly maybe take him in the late second round. Like I think taking him in the first, I would, feel, I would just feel way uncomfortable doing that. Yeah, I agree. So he's, he's my third. Um, so you, we've covered my first, third, and fifth. My second player, which he, this guy's probably going to be on your list, is Jerry Judy, the wide receiver out of Denver. He is my third. Okay, so he's my second, Travis's third. An ADP of 110, which is late 10th, early 11th, however you want to look at it. Um, I think it's a steal for a player who's probably going to be the number one wide receiving target in Denver come week. No, no, no. Cortland Sutton is going to be the number one. I don't know, man. I mean, Drew Locks has got this feeling for these younger guys. He worked really well with Noah Fant last year. Um, I think I didn't say right out of the gate. I said come week three or four. I think Jerry Judy's going to be the number one guy. Again, that's just my opinion, but that's why he's so high on my list. Okay, um, I have him at number three. I don't think that he is going to be the number one guy. Definitely think there's going to be a learning curve, just like there has been with all these younger players coming into Denver. Uh, I I obviously think he's going to be good. I mean, the only real competition he has is. Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant come, like, coming straight in that are starters. So he's going to be good. I don't think there's any doubt about it. So that's why he's my number three. Okay. So who's your number four then? We've covered my one through three and five. We've covered your one through three. Um, who's All right. 
Who's your four? My number four is Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver that the Colts took uh, early in the second round. I think he is going to mesh well with Phillip Rivers. I don't think that the Colts have very many wide receiving threats. I mean, honestly, outside of T.Y. Hilton, what do they have? I mean, I mean, and talk, a, talk about a great guy to learn from, too. Yeah, not a whole lot. Michael Pittman is a big guy. Uh, Phillip Rivers, I mean, I would imagine they would carry over kind of so, some of the same schemes that he is familiar with in uh, L.A. or whatever, San Diego. Um, but the dude throws the ball a ton. So I don't think it's anything bad to say that Michael Pittman's going to get a lot of activity. Yeah, I like that pick. I think Indy has a lot of has the more I looked at Indy's rookie class, the more I ended up liking it. Um, because my number four is Jonathan Taylor, the running back for Indy. Um, and his ADP is 48, so a little bit higher up, you know, so probably like mid to late, you know, fifth round. Um, but Indy finally gets what I think they've been missing for a long time is that Bell Cowell running back. And like Travis said, paired with Phillip Rivers, I think it's gonna do a lot. Phillip Rivers takes a lot off of a lot of a lot of offensive weapons. Like, um, you know, the focus is going to be on the passing attack. I mean, just look at what Rivers did with Gordon and Eckler and Ladanian Tomlinson, even way back in the day um, with the Chargers. I think Jonathan Taylor has the talent to to do that um, to make him a really good RB two slash flex option for your team if you can get him in the, get him in the fifth round. So um, I like Jonathan Taylor for Indy. Okay, I I don't know why I just not like not to bash your pick. I just don't like Jonathan Taylor in Indy because I am a big Marlon Mack guy. Like he has done nothing wrong to get replaced in that offense. He has been so good for them. Like, and I don't feel like he's been that injured that much to replace think, him so early. Yeah, I think Mack's gonna be more like Eckler, like especially in Philip Rivers' offense. I think Mack's gonna be more like Eckler, and <laughs> Taylor's gonna be more like Gordon. That's, that's, that's kind of how I see it. Okay. I can see that. I don't know. I just, it seemed really weird to me that they picked Jonathan Taylor in the draft when they have a good running back already. But either way, you already covered your number five, which was Justin Jefferson, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mine is going to be another wide receiver. I'm taking T. Higgins uh, for Cincinnati. I was really high on him in the draft. Loved him in college. Uh I feel like him and Joe Burrow are going to learn this offense together, and that's going to kind of create more of a bond for them. A.J. Green is on his way out. Dude can't stay healthy. Other than that, they have smaller guys, Tyler Boyd, uh, John Ross, T. Higgins going to be their big body that I feel like learning underneath A.J. Green, he's going to just skyrocket to the top. That's what I say. It's very similar to Michael Pittman learning from T.Y. Hilton. Obviously, Pittman and Hilton aren't the same size and caliber receivers, but anytime you have that veteran presence in the locker room to learn from, um, it's going to do you huge dividends. So um, I think Green can do a lot for Burrow and Higgins. So um, notice we didn't have any rookie quarterbacks on our lists. Good reason. I, did, I just don't feel like rookie quarterbacks – got to think about it. Is a rookie quarterback really going to be your starting quarterback year one? I mean, the only instance I can think of in recent years was um, Baker had balled out after a couple of weeks of being a rookie when he started. Kyler last year, after a couple of weeks, people started picking him up. Um, but you're not going to draft one. I mean, that's just that's just all there is to it. Unless no, you know, I mean, you're definitely not going to take one that's not like one of your last picks in the draft. Yeah. So, um, so those are our top five rookies to look out for. Draft them if you want to draft them. Leave it up to you. Um, so, like I said, this week we're covering quarterbacks, wide receivers, and kickers. We're going to roll into quarterbacks, take a break, and then come back and do wide receivers and kickers. Um, so, let's kick off with QBs. So let's go from last year. We're going to talk about the top five scores from last year. Um, big discrepancy from one from one to two. The, obviously, the top quarterback last year was Lamar Jackson. Averaged 27.7 points per game, uh, fantasy points per game. Second was Deshaun Watson, averaging 21 and a half. Um, Dak Prescott averaging 21.1. Matt Stafford averaged 20.8. He only played eight games, though. Um, and then Russell Wilson averaged 20 and a half. So, Travis, out of these five, top five from last year, which one do you see having the biggest drop-off slash letdown year um, after being a top five fantasy quarterback last year? 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. I don't think it's going to be of any surprise. I have to pick Matt Stafford, even though like I, I do love Matt Stafford and I hope, I hope he proves me wrong, honestly, but out of this list of people, I don't think he's going to be better than Lamar Deshaun, Dak or Russell Wilson. It's just not going to happen. I mean, he played eight games last year. Yeah, he was doing well, but does he keep that up for the whole 16 game season? I definitely don't think he gets any better, but um, I think he needs consistent support around him to be like in that, in these elite talks, uh, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are only going to take you so far and he's not talented enough to keep up with all these other guys and nor does he have the support. So I think he's going to definitely drop below all these guys on the list significantly. Well, I think he drops out of top five, you know, closer down to the 10, 11 range, to be honest with you. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't help that they have the fifth hardest schedule this year. Um, so, obviously, that doesn't really bode well for, for Matt Stafford and fantasy value. Um, I always think Matt Stafford's a, a solid player, but, um, you know, the fact he only played eight games last year, it was the first time in his career, I think, where he didn't start all 16 games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, I definitely see him having the biggest, quote-unquote, left down year out of those five and dropping down to, like, the 10-11 range and 10-12 to 12 range, in my opinion. So, um, we answer that question. We're going to roll into our quarterback steal the draft slash dark horse. So, we went off ADP. Um, ADP for this year, we found a website that has some ADP numbers for all positions um, for 2020 so far. So, basically, we are going to, uh, to in our eyes, a steal slash dark horse is going to be an ADP of 10, of 10 or uh, below 10. So, basically – after everyone in the in a ten man league picks a starting quarterback, who's a steal in the draft that could you could snag late and it could be a big time player for your team? Uh, outside of the top <clears throat> ten QBs, uh, I had to go with myself. I'm going with Kirk Cousins. Okay, who is like ranked going into the season ranked 21st out of all QBs, um, and his ADP is in the 14th round, 14.7. So. Not not too bad in my eyes because you're not drafting him as a starting quarterback, obviously. No. You're drafting him for good matchup weeks or if your quarterback gets hurt. <clears throat> Last year, he finished the season ranked 15th as quarterback point scorer. I mean, yes, they lost Stephon Diggs, which we already talked about, but I think with the addition of Justin Jefferson, uh, he's going to be able to put some more touchdowns on the board. You got that big body in the end zone, unlike last year. And I mean, like I said, he's not going to be your every week starter. But he is a great backup when you need him. He's, like, consistently going to get you right around the 20 points, Mark, maybe a little under, obviously. Yeah, I like that pick. I like Kirk Cousins. Um, he is way down there on that list. I didn't realize he was that far down there. Um, so, like Travis said, not your prototypical starting quarterback. Um, mine, I think, could be a starter. And he's just outside the top 10. Right now, he is going 11th overall for quarterbacks. Um, it's Carson Wentz. Um, I almost thought about picking him, but I was like, dude, like I wouldn't even consider him for th- for this instance we are, but I wouldn't consider him a dark horse technically, like in my eyes. But if we're going off paper, yeah. But he kind of is. I mean, you know, if you're in a ten man league and you're looking at the stats, he's not going to get drafted as a starting as a starting quarterback. So I mean, you could theoretically wait. His ADP right now is ninety. He's going in. Um, the last pick late ninth round. So you could draft, you know, four position, eight position players 
before you draft Carson Wentz, and that could be your quarterback. Um, last year, he played all 16 games. He averaged 17.2 fantasy points per game, which for a quarterback is pretty solid. Um, I would expect some bad weeks from him, so we'll talk about this later. But, I, you know, if you're going to draft Carson, I would definitely look at drafting a backup quarterback too, like a Kirk Cousins. Carson That's and what Kirk, I was going to say. Carson and Kirk could be a good combo there um, because he did score less than 15 points five times last year. Um, the Eagles also have the 25th strength schedule, so that also helps out as well. Yeah, I was definitely going to mention that with him. You're definitely going to have to lock up a significantly decent – backup quarterback if you plan on Carson Wentz being your starter um so two good middle of the road in between your 10 and 20 maybe quarterbacks would be good if you're planning on drafting Carson Wentz now let's talk about a QB bust one that we're going to avoid and this is going to be kind of your upper echelon player we're going to pick a top 10 quarterback heading into the season top 10 ADP yeah top 10 yeah either way mine is going to be Matt Ryan. He's seventh on the list. His ADP right now uh, is 77th. So in the eighth round, right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. In the eighth round, middle of the eighth. um, Matt Ryan finished the season last year as the 11th ranked quarterback. Heading into the season at number seven, doesn't really add up. He's getting older. They added Todd Gurley, so I feel like that's only going to take away from his touchdowns more rushing touchdowns for Todd Gurley. I know he comes out of the backfield a lot, but still they didn't have any running back that was near his talent previously. Like I said, he's getting older. He hasn't been the Matt Ryan that like we've all seen in the previous years. So taking him as a QB one where he averaged 17.8 points per game last year, isn't necessarily going to be great. I know even if you draft him in the eighth round, like you're, right. you're already taking a loss at that point. Well, that high, I mean, if he, if he had averaged 17.8 and he's going as a seventh quarterback at that point, you can draft, like I said, Carson Wentz, who was the 11th quarterback coming board. He had 17.2. So I yeah. Mean, like you're not going to take Matt Ryan in the, in the, what did I say? Eighth round. Yeah. No, you're not going to do it. Matt Ryan though, will always have a special place in my heart because I believe when I won my first fantasy championship in 2011, that's who I had. He was your quarterback. He was. But yeah. 2011, that was nine years ago. So, <laughs> I um, was going to say, it was a long time ago. Yeah. So, I like that pick. Mine is going to be Josh Allen. Um, he is the ninth quarterback going right now. Very, very close to Aaron Rodgers uh, in terms of ADP. They're, like, getting drafted, like, three picks apart. Um and just because Josh Allen last year, um, you know, they the Bills have the fifth hardest schedule this year. Yes, he had a good year, but they have the fifth hardest schedule. Um, he only scored more than 20 points four times last year. And, like, for me, like, I want to go into a week knowing that my quarterback's going to at least get me, like, 18, 19. I would love to get them more than 20. He only did that four times last year. He's also very mediocre at scoring. Last year, only had 18 fantasy points per game, um, and he's yet to throw for a completion percentage over 60%. I think last year he had 58.8, and the year before, in his rookie year, he had 52%. So he's not completing a lot of passes, which really hurts fantasy value. Um, I just see him having a big down year because the AFC schedule is fucking brutal. Yeah, it's a gauntlet. I mean, I love, I do love Josh Allen, though, Like even though he's in – our team's division. I do like the guy. Uh, he's fun to watch. I think why he isn't necessarily like the best or most uh, consistent player to have on your roster is he likes to run a lot. And you mentioned completion percentage because the dude just bombs the ball down the field. Yeah. And we all know those are low completion percentage passes. So I kind of Diggs, Diggs, Diggs could, could change that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it could. I mean, him and John Brown, you never know. I don't hate the pick. I just like to root for Josh Allen. I don't know why. So, yeah, um, that's not bad. So let's roll in to our next thing, which Jared touched on earlier that we would mention is when you should draft a quarterback. I'm saying you don't take a quarterback no earlier than the fourth round, unless it's Lamar Jackson. That's what I said. I said, unless you're getting Lamar Jackson, you need to fill your wide receiver and running back slots, maybe even a tight end slot first. 
Um, I said, I said, don't reach for Mahomes or Lamar. There are plenty of quarterbacks out there. Most are going in the sixth to eighth round. So I think that's, that, that's your window right there. Yeah. I mean, like I said, no earlier than round four, I say, if you have a, if you have like a late fourth round pick and you're like, don't know if the guy will be there, you know, in the fifth or sixth, then you could pick one up. If it's, you know, one of the top tier quarterbacks, go for it. Um, are you, are you good with that? Cause I'm going to roll into our question from our guest that got put in, which the second half of this question that we already touched on. He said, after Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, this is from Cyrus Miller, by the way, after Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, which quarterback are you taking and how long should you wait? Um, so we just said, well, we can just kind of go back and forth. We just said no earlier than round four. Jared said, fill your slots up. So he was thinking like fifth or sixth. Um, I would honestly go as far as saying after Mahomes' performance last year, that I don't think he's worth being taken significantly earlier than Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. Or even Dak. I would say that they could be taken in the same round. So to answer your question. So the problem is, is like ADP, we can talk about so the cows come home. But when you're you're in an actual draft, when someone takes Lamar, people are going to wait. People are going to wait because right at this ADP I'm looking at, it says Pat Mahomes taken first, but it's very close. But I think think in any sensible league, Lamar will go first. And once Lamar goes, I think people will wait. And the next person who takes quarterback is going to take Pat Mahomes. And then the dominoes will fall very quickly. Very, very quickly. So in my opinion, if you have a if, – if the person in front of you picks picks um, Pat Mahomes, and let's say, you know, late second, early third, I don't think you wait very much longer. You take Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson right after that in the third. Yeah. Like I know I had mentioned – I know I mentioned no earlier than the start of round four picks, like a snake draft, unless I have the last pick in round three and the first pick in round four. If Patrick Mahomes is still there, I might consider taking him. But then again, I don't know if I'd want to reach because I think Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, possibly even Dak Prescott, are going to outperform Patrick Mahomes anyway. So is he worth taking him there? I don't know. I mean, so, but his question was after Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, like, when do you take a quarterback? Who do you take and when? I think if someone that in any league, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it. It's going to be Jackson and Mahomes. And as soon as Mahomes go, people are going to be fucking panicked because then you have a race to get Prescott, Wilson, Watson, and maybe even Murray. But I my, in my out of those four, I'm picking Russell Wilson. And if I'm sitting right behind the guy to pick Matt, Pat Mahomes, and it's in the late second, early third. I'm probably pulling the trigger and, and taking Russell Wilson. Honestly. Yeah. Outside of, so outside of Lamar and Pat, you got Wilson, Watson, and Dak. So there's three solid quarterbacks that are going to get you a long way. I don't think I'm taking any of them in the third round though. You're not going to get them then. I mean, if that's the case, like, but that's me. I no matter where the dominoes start to fall, I'm waiting till the fourth. Cause I think one of them will be there at that point. Half your team's gonna half the teams in the league will have drafted a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that's, unless I'm right behind the guy that just drafted Mahomes, I'm gonna fully be prepared to get Rodgers, Breeze, Wentz, or somebody like that, which I which I'm fine with. Yeah. So, do not reach for a quarterback. Really, after your drop off of your top three or four, there is a very very minor discrepancy in points yep. per week. Yep. Yeah, if you're looking at Murray, Ryan, Rodgers, I'm not high on Josh Allen, Breeze, Wentz, Brady, Stafford. I mean, it's not that not that big of a drop off. So um, that was our fan question. Good question, Cyrus. Like that. Like that question. Um, the last question we'll talk about for quarterbacks before we take a break and roll into wide receivers and uh, kickers. Um, we're going to talk about is drafting a backup quarterback necessary. Um, I'll let you go ahead and take off with this, Travis. Uh, I personally prefer drafting a backup quarterback. I usually always do it. And this is the reason I think if you're, so say your quarterback, you know, gets hurt, misses a week or two midway through the season, you're going to go and look and all of the other starters in the league that are decent, 
who weren't already drafted are going to be sifted through. The good ones are going to be picked up, put on benches. So you're more than likely going to be then getting a quarterback if you need one who's going to be like lower than number 20. Yeah. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey. Not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. And I mean, it's to, to me, like, I, I always usually do draft a backup quarterback because by the time we get to like, you know, 13, 14th round, I'm like, you know, these wide receivers or running backs I'm picking aren't going to do shit for me. Um, so I, I'm high on it, but I think it depends on your quarterback's injury history and honestly their strength of schedule, strength of schedule. So, I mean, if you're drafting a guy like Lamar Jackson, who's never been hurt, do you need to draft a back quarterback? I don't think so. Um, but if you're drafting a guy like Deshaun Watson, you know, you get one of those top five quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson does have an injury history. I think then absolutely you grab Rivers or a Goff or something like that in 13th or 14th as a good backup. Um, so, I mean, I think it just depends on like injury history, strength of schedule. But personally, I do think that it's nice to have one just in case a freak injury or something like something crazy happens, like a bad matchup that week. So. Yeah, for sure. Totally agree. So with that, we are going to take a break play the ad, and move into wide receivers and kickers next. See you in a sec. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, we're going to finish up this episode with our wide receiver and kicker talk. But before we do that, um, I'm going to give you guys a – Live alcohol review. Jarrett didn't buy this, but I went to the gas station earlier and did. They've been catching my eye for a while. I don't know if it's just a good can design or what, but the Natty Daddy Lemonades. If you've ever seen these, 8% alcohol, 25-ounce can. They can't be good, right? Hell no. Natty Daddies are the worst. Mmm. Smells like a Mike's hard. Yeah, it looks like one too. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like one too. Oof. Your fucking face is killing. Dude, these are like, whew. They're not bad, but they're not good. Dude, Natty Daddy's. Oh. Natty Daddy, 8% alcohol. I mean, if, you, if you're a cheap college kid and you want to get drunk really quick, I guess you can go buy two or three of these, but I personally am going to give this a 4.1 out of 10. Dude. So Natty Daddy, first of all, Natty Daddy's himself, like this just the Natty Daddy beers are like almost 6%, I think. Man. 20, 20, that is four beers. Yeah. And one can, and it tastes like a Mike's hard. I don't know. It's not alcoholic. Also, it gets you real fucked up if you drink a lot of them, right? <laughs> but but no. Daddy Daddy's take me back to this one 4th of July trip we took. I think it was summer of 2015 when we first met, like, Sean. Dwayne bought a bunch of fucking Natty Daddies and just drank them all weekend. And I'm like, this is gross. Like, I mean, I, I do love me some Natty. Right. Like people, hate, 
people hate on it. Yeah, regular natty. So I'm like, these can't be that bad. Like, I was thinking, like, a hint of lemonade. No, dude, this thing's a fucking Mike's hard, and it can. And it's just, I don't know. It's a lot of sugar. A lot of sugar. Um, but, I mean, it was $2.70. So, can't pass up on that. They do not have uh, the nutritional value on this to tell you how much sugar is in it. Probably about way too many. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. Either way, jump into wide receivers. I want to do that for you guys because I've been eyeing them for a while. We're going to talk about the top five wide receivers from last year and who we think is going to be the biggest letdown. Yep. So top five last year, we got Michael Thomas, 23.4 points per game. Chris Godwin, 19.7. Julio Jones, 18.3. DeAndre Hopkins, now in Arizona, who averaged 17.9, and Mike Evans, who also averaged 17.9. Jared, I'll let you start. Out of these five, who do you think is going to be the biggest letdown? I mean, uh, I'm just sticking to my guns. I fucking hammered on him last year before the season, and he blew up. Obviously, he was the second-ranked wide receiver. I think the obvious answer is Chris Godwin for me. I, I, I did as well. I think I touched on this in the NFC South preview. I think I he's going to be my bust. Not necessarily saying he's going to be horrible. Like, I'm not saying don't draft him. Yeah, I just think for me, like, Brady and Winston aren't the same quarterback. Um, Winston likes the deep ball. Brady's not. He's super, um, you know, high completion percentage. Um, and now Gronk's in the, on that offense. And if Evans can stay 100% healthy, I just think it takes a lot of targets away from Godwin. And I just don't think that he's going to be what he was last year. But again, I dogged him last year. Look what happened. I could be wrong, but just out of these top five, like if, if I had to pick one, like, yep, I don't want him. It's going to be Chris Godwin. Yeah, for sure. Of these five, I think that they all probably do better. I mean, like you said, Brady, the offense is going to look different. And then you add Gronk, LaShawn McCoy. I just think that it, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve with the whole offense. And Mike Evans is really the only talented one that can make that, uh, make that jump that fast. But his ADP is 22. So in third, early third round, not horrible value. No, it's really not. So – which takes us into our next question, wide receiver steal of the draft. That's a dark horse. We're going with an ADP of 40 or lower. So that means you're going to get them in the fifth round or later, which at this point in time you should probably have, you know, if not both your starting wide receivers at least once. Let's see if they're going to be your second wide receiver or flex or bench guy. Um, so kind of a steal, dark horse of the draft, you think that could be pretty huge. Travis, where'd you go with, with that? So I didn't want to ride and put all my apples in one basket and go Justin Jefferson, but his ADP is 58, so you can check that out. Mine is going to be the guy right in front of him at 57, Brandon Ayuk, the rookie wide receiver in San Francisco. Um, targeting another rookie here. They have a very, very depleted wide receiving position for the 49ers. He is competing for targets with Kendrick Bourne and Debo Samuel. Obviously, add George Kittle in there as well. But for wide receiver's sake, that's it. Ayuk really has the ability to burst on the scene this year with as little competition he has. I'm just hoping that he doesn't do what Dante Pettis did to me last year for the 49ers. Do you remember him? Yeah, he wasn't I was so high on him, and he absolutely shit in his hand. I don't even think he was a starter come week three. No, no, it wasn't. So don't hate that pick. I didn't like the – I didn't like a yuck going into the draft, but we'll see. Um, mine's going to be a second-year player, a um, little bit of a homer pick, but he's currently 52nd on wide receivers um, in terms of ADP. It's going to be Preston Williams out of Miami. I knew that you would probably lean this way. Uh, dude, I mean, the kid was, like, playing really, really good football. And my thing, I think he's going to – like, and this is – I don't know where this ADP site we found like pulls their data, their data from, but I think in the normal league, Preston Williams could honestly probably be your very last fucking pick. Like honestly, like that's like one thirty. So very first pick of the fourteenth round, 
not bad. Some people carry less bench players, so that could be the last round for some people. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, he could. Yeah, the dude was balling out his last game before – the game where he tore his ACL, he had two touchdowns and 19 fantasy points. Um, I think him and Fitzmagic have a very good, you know, kind of relationship. Um, you got to think he's playing opposite of Devontae Parker. So, he's not going up against cornerback one every single week. He's going against the second-tier cornerback. A lot of points are going to be scored. Not to mention you have fucking – um, well, Albert Wilson's sitting out, right? You have Jakeem Grant in the slot. So, and then Gasicki at tight end. Miami has a, has a lot of weapons, and I think Preston Williams is going to be guys to be forgotten about. I think you can have a pretty decent year at the wide receiver three flex flex spot. Yeah, like you said, he, he could get, be your very last pick. I mean, really, after eleventh or twelfth round, ADP kind of flies out the window. Like anyone after that could either go at any point or go undrafted. Like I bet Preston Williams is maybe like 40% rostered this year. Heading into the season. Same thing, same thing with, with Ayuk. Yeah. I mean, so really take a flyer on him. You could pick him at, you know, second, third, last pick, maybe even your last, but two guys that could really burst on the scene and become a top 25 receiver. I think. Yeah. Definitely Preston Williams because he was a bigger threat last year before his injury. Yeah. Agree. So, which rolls into wide receiver bust to avoid. Now, for a bust, again, we're going to do we're going to do top twenty ADP wide receivers. Obviously, there's more quarterbacks to be the top ten, and wide receivers to be the top twenty. Who's your top twenty ADP player that bust to avoid, Travis? Oh man, I love this. This isn't even like a reach or anything. Number fifteenth, Odell Beckham Jr. That's mine. I think, is That's it? Mine. Yep. Sweet. So I'm going to roll into it and probably steal all your talking points. So I'm going to go for it anyway. I think that he is too high given his performance over the last two to three seasons. I mean, I know he was hurt in 2017, but in 2018 and 2019, dude had a hard time finding the end zone. It's like Stevie Wonder giving them the ball. I feel like finding the end zone is a big key to scoring a lot of points in fantasy. He's had only 10 touchdowns over the last two years. I don't think it's going to get much better. He had Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, David Njoku, and they added Austin Hooper. There's way too many scores on this team for him to get in the end zone. I like that pick. Obviously, I picked OBJ. Um, I say this because I don't know what OBJ will show up, if it's going to be the OBJ of the last three years or the OBJ of his first three years in the league. Um, I had him in numerous leagues. Actually, I'm pretty sure I had him in every single league last year. I was in three. And it fucking killed me. I hated it. And also, the uncertainty of the Browns' offense just scares the ever-living daylights out of me. Especially right now, his ADP, he's going in the fourth round, mid to late fourth. Like, that's way too early for me. I won't touch to do with a 10-foot pole. Somebody else can have him this year. Hopefully, he does a little better for them. And last year was the first time in his career that he scored under 12.2 fantasy points per game. Big-time yikes. Also had... He's had six or less touchdowns each of the last three years after having 10 or more his first three years. So I think it's just a guy to avoid until he can prove us, prove us wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's a gamble taking him. Last year, Odell Beckham eclipsed 15 points only four times. Yep. And, and, and only one of those times that he got over 15 points, he didn't have a touchdown. So unless he's scoring a touchdown, which isn't often, obviously, over the last couple of years, he's probably going to let you down as your fourth-round pick. Yep, I agree. Awesome. So glad we could agree on that. Uh, now we have a cool question. I think we talked on this last year, too, and I think mine might be the same answer. The best wide receiver-quarterback combo to draft, and mine is by far and away the only option. Do you want to know what it is? No, I don't, because I want to lead into it first. I want to hear your thoughts on this one. So to get a top-tier quarterback wide receiver duo it's tough i think yours might be wilson and metcalf it isn't but that's that's a decent one that's not mine either um but uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey it's not yours not mine no so mine is one i think that's realistic to get it's deandre hopkins and kyler murray i mean any wide receiver qb combo that's like the best that you can get. All of the wide receivers are going to be in the first round, I think. But that, that's my thing. Like, you're like you have to get you either have to get a really good top tier quarterback, 
Or which you Mahomes and Hill is unrealistic. That's not going to happen. I don't know though, because when you think about it, it, it could because where's Mahomes going? Mahomes is going. Tyreek Hill is going in the early second. Mahomes is going in the late second, early third. Yeah. So I mean, if you really wanted to take not going to happen doing that. It was a snake draft. It's not going to happen. More than likely not. But anyway, yours. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler oh. Murray. So the reason why Hopkins ADP is 18, we can get him, you know, late second round, mid to late second round. Um, if you want to reach a bit, you can probably get him in the first. Um, but Kyler, his ADP is 59. So you're looking at, at late sixth. So you can get Hopkins early, draft some draft some players around him, and then snag Kyler later on the draft. Maybe reach a little bit and get him in the fifth round. Um, quarterbacks notoriously make a giant leap from year one to year two in the NFL. Um, and the rookie of the year should have no problem doing this. He averages he averaged 17.8 points per game last year, fantasy-wise, also three for 20 touchdowns. Now you add DeAndre Hopkins to that mix along with Larry Fitz. You got King and Drake hopefully balling out for a set first, second year in Arizona. I think this would be a great wide receiver quarterback combo to have if you can get it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's realistic. <clears throat> but I do like I and I like Kyler Murray heading into the year. I don't think he's gonna be bad by any means. But just to like bank on him being your QB one, like I mean, again, it's it's fantasy. You're doing it, you're taking a gamble on it, but it's not bad. Mine. I went on one where you have to have a decent first-round pick. Uh, it's going to be Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is going, I think the earliest he goes is fifth. I think he can drop as low as nine or ten just because running everyone loves to draft running backs in the first round. So as long as you aren't stuck with the bottom end of the barrel, it is very possible for you to get it because Drew Brees' ADP is really not that good. It's 86, so a ninth-round quarterback cool could be your easily uh last quarterback last starting quarterback of your league to pick up and this is why i think that so there were only two games last year where drew Brees played a full game and scored under 20 points other than that he was averaging 22 points per game and he missed six games with his injury if you recoup all those games and he just keeps on pace with his average he is the number two quarterback last year behind lamar jackson then you take that and you pair him with the number one fantasy wide receiver, Michael Thomas, who has 98 points in front of the person behind him, Chris Godwin. 98 fantasy points. Crazy. He scores nine, He scored nine touchdowns last year, so that benefits the QB on your end. I just think it's, it's a no-brainer for those two. That is a no-brainer. You, you mean you look at, like you said, Drew Brees is a 10th ADP quarterback. Um, so theoretically in a 10 man league, you could pick him last out of quarterbacks and, you know, he's going to be there. So I love that combo. Um, yeah. I might've just given away one of my draft strategies, but I had to, I mean, I had in, the world, though. in that league, I joined with you and, and everyone else last year. I, that's who I had. And I, I didn't win, but I rode him to third place when I took over a dog shit team. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I just love Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, just too good to, to pass up on if he's there, if it makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Last question about receivers before we very, very quickly touch on kickers. In your opinion, how many wide receivers should you draft? Um, I'm thinking you need at least five. I think five is the minimum. I would personally like to have maybe six if you can. Um, but usually five that way, running back has a bad matchup or something, you can throw an extra wide receiver in the flex. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think there's more talent at receiver than running back. I think you probably need three to four running backs. And for me, I did four to five wide wide receivers. 
So three to four running backs, four to five wide receivers. You're drafting a backup quarterback. Um, that's probably what you're going to have to do. Um, but definitely have more receivers than running backs because there's more talented receivers out there than running backs. Um, you don't want to load up with these running backs who aren't going to do shit. Um, also, like you said, it allows you to play one in the flex. If you have a bad running back matchup that week, um, if you had get players get injured, shitty bye weeks, you got two receivers are on the same bye week, having more wide receivers kind of helps you out with that. So four to five for me is probably where you should be. I think yeah, that's, more on the five side. The thing with that too is like there's really only one wide receiver for, per team or one, no, sorry, not wide receiver, one running back per team that's going to get a bulk of the load. Sometimes you could start like a second running back from a team if they have a, a two-headed system. But as far as wide receivers go, there's two to three per team. So like you said, you get a lot more value out of a guy who has a lot more potential than a second string running back. Yeah, absolutely. And the follow-up question to that, <coughs> excuse me, um, wide receivers on the same team, like so like like a Larry Fitzgerald and a DeAndre Hopkins, like having them both on your team, is that a no-no or do you think it, do you think it can work in some scenarios? I would say in terms of uh, – I'm glad you mentioned those two. Uh, like a DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald, I would say no. I would think in terms of like maybe the backup to a guy that you draft that's maybe a rookie or up and coming. That way if someone gets hurt, they can step in their role. I definitely would never, ever start two wide receivers from the same team, maybe, possibly even a wide receiver and tight end on the same team. But I would say to draft two, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but I don't love it. I would say the one the one year I had an exception to this year I won fantasy when Peyton Manning threw for like 55 touchdowns. I had Peyton Manning um, – fuck, who was the receiver? I can't remember his name. Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas and the tight end. Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas. I had all three of those guys. That's – see, that's an exception. How often does that happen? Hardly ever. Yeah. So, like, in that scenario, like, if you were to somehow get a – you know, you could do a Pat Mahomes, Sammy Watts, Kelsey. Kelsey. Like, you could, you're not – because you're not going to get Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. But you can do a Mahomes, Watkins, Kelsey. Or Mahomes. Unless you one, two, three with those guys, you're probably not getting all three. But very unlikely that two wide receivers from the same team will work out for you starting them. Like I said, maybe if you draft one and one gets hurt. It would work, but then you're wide receiver, a lot. Yeah, why does your tight end combos are a different story though? Like you could probably maybe even like a Mahomes Hardman hit uh Kelsey. Yeah. It's it's tricky. I would try I mean definitely try to stay away from it if you can, because then at the same time you're thinking of same bye weeks. Bye weeks, yeah. So last, let's talk about kickers. Something that you know a lot of people overlook, but really, I I feel like it could be a key piece to your lineup. I thought that too, but I I broke down the numbers and we'll talk about it. So, um, first thing is when to draft kicker. Like, what is your go-to? Like, when to draft kicker? So what? Are, so some leagues have different bench, you know, restrictions. Whatever. What are there? Sixteen or seventeen rounds? Prop. That, 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 that's why. But most leagues have sixteen to seventeen rounds. I would say you're okay to draft one. If you're at end of the 13th round, beginning of the 14th, if you have filled out your team and you like it, make sure you like your team. There's no one like coming up in the queue that you really want to draft. Then you're okay to take a kicker. Um, like maybe make sure you have like one to two bench player spots left to fill before you take it. Yeah, that's what I said. I said no earlier than the 14th round for me. I guess end of the 13th would work as well because if you're drafting at the end of the 13th, depending, I can't think of how the snake works, but whatever. Um, I would say no earlier than, than the early 14th, late 13th for me. Um, I always like to take kickers and defenses in my last three rounds. That's yeah. kind of how I go with it. My The first team to take a kicker and or a defense is always a loser. A lot of the times that's the case. I mean, if you're going to draft a kicker earlier than that, chances are you are wasting your opportunity to draft a good, like, dark horse player that can come alive later on. 
the chances of them actually doing something are slim, but hey, you never know when you're going to need someone to step in that could be a starter on your team, and then you got to pick someone up off the waiver wire because your dumbass took a kicker in the 11th round. Yeah. So that kind of leads into our next question. Is it super important to have a great kicker on your team? I'm not going to say that having like a bat, like an okay kicker is going to lose you a game, but I'll say if you have a great kicker, like your top three kicker, it could possibly win you the matchup that week. Cause yeah. you got to think <clears throat> some like your top three kickers are averaging right around 10 points a game. At that point, that's almost like an extra flex in there. Yeah, no, I hear you. But I mean, in my opinion, I don't think so. I mean, if you look at the top 10 kickers from last year, so if you're in a 10 man league, the difference between number one and number 10 was 2.3 was 2.3 points per game. I mean, like I said, it's not it's not going to lose you a game, but having a good one one week could could win you a game. Yeah, so I mean, if you really want those extra two points, you think it's going to help you out? Yeah, absolutely. Snag a Bucker, a Lutz, or a Tucker. Otherwise, you know, guys like Lambo, Prater, Bailey, Sly are going to do just fine for you. Yeah, I agree. So leads into our last point. At what point do you just say fuck it and just take one with your last pick? And this is like how I go into all my drafts. I will look because obviously everyone does mock drafts. And you usually know who you want to take in those. So I'll, I, at the beginning of the draft, like I'm looking at one, two, or three kickers that I want to take. And if come the time that I want to take one, they're gone. I'm just going to say, screw it. It doesn't matter at that point. Like you said, your, your difference is between a few points a week at most. Yeah. I mean, if you don't get Tucker Lutz or Bucker, if you look at number four to number 10 last year, the difference is one point per game. So if you don't, like you said, if you don't snag those top three, and it comes time to that round the uh, 13th and 14th when you want to pick a kicker and those top three are gone, I'm saying fuck it, and I'm probably going to honestly pick a defense before I pick, before I, I pick kicker at that point. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm just – like I said, I, I have a few that I like, obviously the top ones, maybe like a fourth or fifth one that I think is going to do good. Once they're gone, I'm just like at that point, it does not matter unless – I mean it really doesn't matter. Who knows what a kicker could do in a season. Yeah, I mean, all these kickers usually come out of the woodworks halfway through the year. So like you always have that random ass kicker that like comes out of nowhere. Like, if I look at the the ADP right now for this year, like I'm trying to look at a guy who came out of nowhere, that Young Ho Koo guy. He's now the sixth kicker off the board, and motherfucker didn't have a job. He got booted out of fucking out of the Chargers system. Now he's in Atlanta balling out. So yeah, Zane Gonzalez. Yeah, the Cardinals, uh, just people like that. Matt Prater for the Lions, like who would ever think to take him? He's been around for a century and a half probably. Just kickers really don't matter. Like I said, if you get lucky, you love your team, Hey, you get a Justin Tucker. You know who's a kicker who's not on this list because this ADP only goes to 11. A kicker that you could probably take dead last, no one, no one think of, I'm going to give it away, who was money last year, Jason Sanders. Yeah, we all know the Dolphins don't like getting in the end zone. Yeah. So, if you want to, if you want some fifty yarders consistently, the dude likes his money from forty and out. So yeah, there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah. other than that, that is our first half of our fantasy episode. I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to have draft between, you know, when this comes out on Thursday the 27th and next Wednesday. So we're going to try to get our next one out a little earlier, but we're going to do as best as we can and help you out as much as we can. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this year I would honestly draft as late as possible. You with the opt outs and injuries and you don't know what's going to happen. I know Travis and I are in two leagues this year together. Um, that's my only two leagues. We got one on Sunday and then we're doing one the Wednesday night before the season starts, which I think is kind of cool because you know exactly what's going to happen the next day. Yeah, for sure. So Thanks football episode. We're excited. Football's back. We can't wait to restart our gambling and just get a refresher. We just have this negative mood. It's negative all year. Like we always kill football. This year was so weird. Like I feel like it wasn't that bad heading into March Madness. And then Travis and I started chasing UFC cards, started chasing draft picks. And now, now we're trying to win it back with teasers. I'm just like, you know what? 
I know I'm down 50 units in a year, which to me is like right around fucking $500 sucks. Um, I'm just going to go into football season with a brand new mindset. Yeah. We're going to reset. We'll reset our units, get some positive mindset in here. Not on the year, but we're just going to show you our football units. And yeah. Our, our football units. Yeah. Uh, happy energy. So saying that we'll see you guys next week. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.